You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. You can also find contact information there if you have an organization that you work with that you would like to uh, have come on the program. My guests today are... Nancy Bonfield, the regional director for the 24 Foundation, and Tom Gospel, who is a national board member. He's actually the chair, the national board chair, correct? No, I'm the I'm the chair of our local board of okay. managers, and I'm a member on the board nationally. Because there is uh, one in Charlotte and one here, correct? Yes. Okay. So Hi, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us here on Now Hear This. If you want any more information on the 24 Foundation, please call 317-939-3267 or go to www.24foundation.org. So let's talk about the 24 Foundation. What is the 24 Foundation, Nancy? Sure. So thank you so much for having us on here. 24 Foundation is a local nonprofit here in Indianapolis that is making an impact for local cancer survivors through survivorship programs and navigation. What does that entail, Tom? Uh, the work entails obviously getting the word out, but uh, what we do with navigation and survivorship is one of the things that I've asked many friends, and I've had a lot of friends over the years who have been diagnosed with cancer, is do they have a nurse navigator? And the nurse navigator absolutely takes care of all of your burdens that you don't have to think about. So you can just focus on what kind of chemo or what kind of treatment that I have. That nurse navigator basically lines up all of your doctors, all of your appointments for you so you can focus on yourself. With the nurse navigator and filling some of these holes, is there a gap in that diagnosis that that people are just finding, like, I don't really know what I'm doing? Are you there to kind of help people figure out, don't do this, do this? Or or what is that function that that nurse navigator plays for people who've just been diagnosed? I truly think um, when you're diagnosed from the friends that I've had is, is the last thing they want to be able to understand or figure out is, what do I do next? Mm. They're having a hard enough time um, pronouncing what they might have. Mm. The nurse navigator is your advocate. They've got your back all the way through the entire diagnosis, treatment, recovery. Uh, in fact, I had a one of my friends, she had um, her doctor changed uh, practices right in the middle of her treatment. And she, we were talking about it one day and she said, I just don't know what to do. Mm. I said, call Michelle. She's your nurse navigator. And she went, oh my gosh. Michelle had it all unraveled and resolved within about 20 minutes from that phone call. Right, because they speak the language that, you know, happens in in the industry, I, I would imagine. They know how to navigate through those rough waters. They know how to navigate through the system, including all the insurance. Right, right. So what are some of the, the roadblocks that people might run into, or what are some of the things that a nurse navigator usually runs into that a patient might experience that they help with? Absolutely. And sometimes people don't know that that is a service that a hospital may provide. So you need to ask as a survivor, as a patient going through treatment, if that is a resource to you. 
Um, but I think many of the roadblocks are initially just not knowing, like Tom mentioned, is not knowing it's the unknown of just grasping the fact that you have a diagnosis. It's really hard to hear what the doctor's saying, let alone understand it. And so that nurse navigator really can help guide the family and um, the individual through that process. So if I may ask, what are your personal connections to this organization? Why did you get involved in the organization or this line of work? Let's start with Nancy. Sure. So I have been in the nonprofit world, and I feel like knowing that it is local, immediate impact is so powerful. Mm-hmm. If if there is not that, it's really hard to do the work I do. So I'm really proud of the work that 24 Foundation does and 24 Indianapolis here locally because I know that I can put my head down on the pillow knowing that we are helping people right here, right now, which makes me really proud. And I think that is very powerful in in the work that we're doing and the um, people that are involved. Just knowing that we have that immediate impact locally is is so important. Right. Why is it personal for you? Uh, well, my dad died of cancer, and my cousin is a 20-year breast cancer survivor. Hmm. So when this opportunity came up, because of, to Nancy's point, the local impact and the immediacy of the impact, where you can network and grow this and see the benefits that are being reaped by those cancer patients and their caregivers, it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, I started as a participant uh, eight years ago, and worked my way. Worked my way. Just it was a labor of love. Uh, became the team captain, and then became a corporate captain. Uh, then became part of the board of management, the local volunteer management team in Indy. Uh, now I head that up, and then subsequently became one of the members of the national board. Yeah, and this is not your full time job. You're you're effectively a volunteer as a board member, correct? That is correct. I work over at Delta Fawcett, and uh, I'm happy to say that we now have a growing team of 31 people as of yesterday. Great, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, before we talk about the teams and, and a little bit about the past of the organization and the future, um, I want to go back to the experience of cancer because I personally have not had uh, a family member diagnosed with it that's close to me. I don't quite understand what what it's like. I mean, John Andretti just passed away recently of colon cancer and was a huge advocate for getting checked for that. Um, Rush Limbaugh was just diagnosed. And when you hear somebody like that get diagnosed with advanced cancer, you think the worst. I mean, your mind goes to the worst if you're not really educated about it, I imagine. For for those of us who don't really have an understanding of what it's like to be diagnosed with cancer and what what trials lay ahead, can you kind of lay that out? What? Let's start with Tom Gospel. You know, it's affected you personally. Mm-hmm. What might someone see if, if they're caring for a loved one of cancer? Well, the tough part for me first and foremost, is I really didn't know that my dad had cancer. I was in college and my parents kept me in the dark. Mm. They didn't want it to affect my school life. So I'm still, 30 plus years later, I'm still learning about things about my dad's cancer, Mm. which that's a little disappointing and frustrating. And I try to use that to give back to other folks. Um, I have a very dear friend in one of our, in a Bible study that I'm part of, and she told her husband first, and then she told us because she wanted to use, use us as a safe zone because she didn't know how people would react. Would they shun her um, or would they pity her? And she didn't want that. She wanted some empathy. 
Um, and I was able to use the experiences that I've had here and I've learned here with 24 Foundation to maybe some offer some advice in confidence and, and keep it a safe zone. So what is some of that advice? What If somebody's listening and has a friend or a loved one, what is some advice that you give to them? It depends on the individual, but they don't want pity. So it's it's how do they... How do they navigate that response when somebody sees them? Um, she had, like many women, she had chemotherapy and she lost all of her hair. And she started wearing a hat uh, because she was very self-conscious. Um, I talked within 24 hours and I asked her about why didn't she get a wig. She bought a wig that she wasn't happy with. Mm. And within 24 hours, I talked to Nancy, who talked to our one of our beneficiaries, Pink Ribbon. And Dory from Pink Ribbon called my friend, and she had a wig that she was very pleased with within 24 hours. And she could stand up straight and tall and be very conscious about, or, you know, have self conscious um, pride in herself. Nancy, what would you say to someone that doesn't know a lot about cancer that you'd like them to understand about the process of fighting cancer? Sure. So, you know, obviously, Upon diagnosis, you are considered a survivor. You are surviving and, and, and pushing every single day to survive and thrive. And it is a process for sure. And that is where our mission of navigation and survivorship starts from that very first day. And the navigation process of, you know, helping someone understand the process and helping them understand that it isn't often a death sentence, although yes, some may lose their battle, but it is a process of survival from the start. And so many more are surviving and thriving these days that these resources and these types of organizations such as us as 24 Foundation are so important because more people are surviving and thriving. Mm -hmm. And so we're really happy to be able to offer those kind of resources and that funding toward those things that people can have that immediate impact right here through their survival. You're listening to Now Hear This. We're talking to the 24 Foundation. My guests are Nancy Bonfield, the regional director for 24 Foundation here in Indiana, and Tom Gospel, a national board member for the foundation. If you want any more information on the 24 Foundation, please call 317-939-3267 or go to www.24foundation.org. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what the foundation does. How did the foundation actually get started? When did the organization start? Sure. So we started 19 years ago, actually, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, fast forward uh, several years after that, and we came to Indianapolis because our founder actually had a connection here to Indy, had a cycling community, and that's where we kind of started in that cycling mode of an, an event that had cycling in it. Mm -hmm. um, we are here for our ninth year, but it is way more than just a an event. It is about a year-round nonprofit that is making an impact here from January to January. Yeah. And I'm really proud that that's happened in the last three years because initially we really just came for an event and then uh, we left and then came back again the next year. So there really wasn't that personal touch. So um, we just really have a great community here of supporters, of teams, of businesses that really have rallied behind our mission. And I'm really proud to be a part of it. So that's kind of where we came from and where we are right now. 
Tom is the focus of the organization to help with fundraising in these kind of events, like cycling events, like breakfasts, or some of the other events that you put on? It's certainly to do fundraising, but as as almost as important is to raise the awareness um, of cancer navigation, those nurse navigators that are your advocates, and also survivorship. A lot of times when I've seen many friends get through with their treatment, uh, they Many people think that they've checked the box. No, they've got to go through the whole survivorship program because they have to get their life back. Right. So we're really focusing on that awareness of what it takes to get your life back, both with the survivor and their caregiver, emotionally, nutritionally, mentally, physically. There's a long road to hoe for those folks to get back to where they where they wanted to be before they got diagnosed. Right. So talk a little bit about some of the fundraising efforts that you do. What are some events that you put on, Nancy? Sure. So our largest signature event is our June event. It's the last weekend in June, June 26th and 27th. It is a 24-hour event, but that does not mean that you have to be there the whole time. It doesn't mean you have to ride a bike or walk for 24 hours. You can truly uh, walk a mile or sit the whole time and celebrate survivorship or honor those that we've lost. So it is at every level. Um, but that is our signature event that uh, we're really proud of, that we've grown. Uh, we nearly, Tom's a numbers guy. So Tom can kind of share about yeah, how much how we've works. grown. How, how does it work? So if, for those who don't understand what the signature event is, it's a cycling event? It is a <clears throat> riding and striding event. Okay. It started with riding with cyclists, all caliber of cyclists. But now we add walkers or runners. And uh, it's a $50 registration that pays for all of the food, and you're going to love the amount of food that you get. Uh, And then we ask that you uh, have a minimum uh, donation of $200. Now, we get donations from any and everywhere, including corporate matching. Um, As an example, last year with Delta Fawcett, we had a team of 43, and we raised $24,000. So it averaged about $600 a person. So it's really not that hard to do that kind of fundraising. It's amazing how generous people are with just a simple ask. Um, So $50 registration, $200 minimum as far as fundraising. You come to the event at 7 p.m. It starts with a survivor lap, both for the striders and the riders. And then, to Nancy's point, you can ride a single lap. You can walk a single mile. You can sit and enjoy, or you can actually talk to some of the cancer survivors who are giving back. And so if I want to put a team together, how does that work? Simple. Call Nancy. (laughs) So Nancy, I call you. What do I do? Sure. I'd say, you know what? We have a a very easy-to-use website, and you can start a team as easy as that. www.2424foundation.org. But basically, you can choose to start a team um, of walkers and riders all together and um, have people register and join you uh, in this mission and come and participate, hang out. We have camping, we have massage tents, we have lots of food, as Tom mentioned. There's a ton of food. They will <laughs> they will feed you well. You have to carb load yeah. if you want to do that many miles. Exactly. <laughs> the, you know, we have a kids zone. We also have a kids ride for littles that does not require registration. They come out and we celebrate them. 
you know, and it starts with little. Like it starts with kids that are little, teaching them to give back. Sure. I, that is how that is how it works. <clears throat> we also have our local grantees and beneficiaries present, so they are there sharing their stories of of all of the impact that they're having from the funding that we give them and from our supporters, because that is how it works. Twenty four Foundation raises money to provide local grants to local organizations that are impacting Indianapolis and Hoosiers to make an impact with cancer survivors and their families. And it is, it's just a, it's, it's really a festival of hope and healing. As, as far as teams go, I am now a member of Team Delta. Uh, but when I was uh, between jobs, I formed my own team. Because it's more fun with people, right? Uh, with networking. So, truly, if anybody wants to join, I've still got Team Acme. That's <laughs> that anyone out there can join because I'm a Wiley e. Coyote fan. <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me, you can sign up on Team Acme. My team captain is Alex, and we have a growing team of eleven already. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give out an email address that people or a phone number, even? Uh, I can connect them too. Right. I can still okay. connect them. Yep, I told you know the good news about being local and and the significant impact of local. I probably know all of our teams uh-huh. personally. They all have my personal cell phone. I, you know, this has become personal to me. Um, it's it really goes beyond a job. So, so if you want to get a hold of Nancy, I would imagine you call number three one seven nine three nine three two six seven. Yes. Again, that is three one seven nine three nine three two six seven or the twenty four found twenty four foundation dot org, and ask for Team Acme. <laughs> um, now, so once you join the team, is the word spread through social media? You know, maybe make some posters that you put up at work, trying to help get donations. What What would my responsibilities be once I join a team? Uh, yes, you want to raise the two hundred dollar minimum. We have all sorts of flyers that twenty four Foundation can provide. Uh, I'm also, as a staunch advocate, uh, if you see me in the hallway, I will normally pair people up mm-hmm. if they're not a uh, if they're not a rider or a strider. They usually become a contributor of someone who is. Right. Uh, and we have with uh, Masco, uh, our corporate headquarters, they are extremely generous in matching uh, dollar for dollar right. any any Masco employees' contributions. So there's really easy ways to to donate and and to hit your your th- minimums. I'm we hearing, also, I'm oh, hearing a lot of companies. I mean, for a company, you know, it's probably good for an entire organization to to get involved. I mean, what sort of incentive is there for a, a company-wide effort to be put together, Nancy? Sure. I want to kind of piggyback off of the team um, aspect of the fact that we, as a committee and a board, have really thought hard on, you know, we want to break that barrier of the fundraising piece. So we have developed some ways that teams can come together and do team fundraisers that we really prepare for you and you show up and you participate. Mm -hmm. So those are pretty powerful that we enable our teams to have have an impact and to kind of guide them through that fundraising piece to make it less invasive and, and more fun together. So that's that's a, that's a different um, avenue that some nonprofits don't offer that, and, mm-hmm. and we feel like that helps us with the barrier. Um, to answer your question on the corporations, it really is powerful for just the camaraderie of corporate um, 
individuals to come together and do something bigger than themselves. And, you know, it may not be right for all, but it's right for some. Mm-hmm. And so it's an opportunity for companies to offer this to their employees as an opportunity to come together, team build. I really call it almost a corporate retreat without the bill for the corporation. Mm-hmm. It is an opportunity for a corporation to come together, have a team, have a team tent. They're hanging out. They're interacting with not only themselves, but also other companies. And you're socializing and networking and meeting people from other companies and relationship building on a time frame of 24 hours for something way bigger than the company. Sure. And so it is just so powerful to see the difference between Delta Fawcett starting with two people on their team three years ago, four years ago now, and coming up, their goal is 60 riders or walkers. That's huge. Yeah. And that is significant growth because people came. Um, initially, our two people that started the Delta Fawcett team were very disappointed, like, oh, my gosh, how on earth did we not have a big team? Well, guess what? The next year, it tripled. The next well, it year, went, it, it went, I think it went to about 25 or, or 26. And then last year, it went to 43. Wow. Right. So yeah. it is momentum and sharing. And no team is too small. Um, if it is a, if, if the mission is important to you, if you've been affected by cancer, then you need to be a part of this. It, it is that simple. It is that simple. And if you're maybe looking for something a little less, and could companies sponsor or could an individual volunteer? I'm sure you need a lot of volunteers to hand out all this food at, sure. at events like this. Yes. Yeah, so we always need volunteers, always. Um, and then we also have opportunities for individuals and and companies to sponsor from every level to sponsoring a team where all that supports is a team tent and funding for that. We have our community sponsors. That's $500 level that has a, a presence on a community sponsor or community supporter banner. And then we also have many other levels that give you a little bit more exposure and um, participation within the event. Delta Fawcett is one of our um, amazing $10,000 sponsors this year. And, you know, that also encompassed some registrations for them so they can get more people involved. So there is every level of participation from our community supporter all the way up. And, you know, it's a fit for any company, small or large. Great. One one thing I talk to folks about, pardon me, I've talked to folks about is uh, if you don't want to have a team or you're not sure you want to have a team, you could sponsor a team because one thing that uh, there's a $1,500 corporate sponsorship that, by the way, all the sponsorships get you corporate recognition on the T-shirts, on the banners, et cetera. But the $1,500 threshold also gets that team a tent, a mm-hmm. 10 by 10 tent. So now that's some place that they can all meet and hang out together. With your company banner on With it. your yeah. company banner. It's a really nice, easy marriage that you could sponsor a team like that. Mm-hmm. Great. And if you want to get involved, again, their website is 24foundation.org. The number is 24. Or you can call Nancy personally and ask for, I imagine you ask for Nancy. It's probably not your personal cell. Three one seven. comes to my personal cell. It's oh, all, all good. Right. Well, 317-939-3267. Uh, just call her if you're interested in this. Don't send her memes or anything. Please don't. Uh, well, only if, 
Well, and yeah, she will call you back. <laughs> if you have any interest in 24, she will call you back. You better believe it. You're listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. We're talking to the 24 Foundation, Nancy Bonfield, the Regional Director of Indiana, and Tom Gospel, who is a national board member. Uh, if you missed any portion of this program, you can go listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. It's not just this signature event. You do other events. You're branching out. Like you said, you used to do this one event. Now you want to do more events. What are some other projects that you're working on, Nancy? You want to talk about 24 on the Monon? Sure. So 24 on the Monon was an idea that I borrowed. Uh, we had a team who uh, worked with Bricks down at uh, in Broad Ripple. Yeah, the ice cream place. Oh, right, yeah. to have a give-back right. give day. Uh, we took that to the extreme, and there are currently 31 different venues on the Monon, mm. restaurants that we've been contacting to pair them up with a team as a give-back night. And we'll call it 24 on the Monon. And I think we have the date. It's, I think it's June 2nd, I believe. But anyway, we'll have it at one time all the teams with their corresponding restaurateur doing a give back night um, so that's an easy way for teams to be able to help volunteer drive track traffic into those establishments and the establishments have an easy give back and it's a fundraising opportunity for teams great yeah what are some other things that you're working on so another one is uh, it's called rock the block it's on the south side they are um, an event that allows nonprofits to partner with them and raise funny money for their organizations. So the great thing about Rock the Block is it's a 5K, 10K, and a kid's run. And what that looks like is 24 Foundation has a team, and then all of our teams have a drop-down where they can fundraise for their personal teams. So it is a way and a vehicle for teams to raise money for their teams and not have that barrier. And it's a fun time for way more people than uh, maybe even knew about us. So it's really a great way to educate people about 24 Foundation, educate about our mission. I'm planning on getting a bullhorn. I know I probably won't need it, (laughs) but I'm really excited about that opportunity. I'm going to have an orange bullhorn to talk to our team because I probably won't know all of them because they're going to be made up of a lot of different teams. So pretty cool. Yeah. First stop Bullhorn, next stop T-shirt cannon. Um, (laughs) If you want to find (laughs) out more about these events, go to 24foundation.org. Finally, before we enter the home stretch here, uh, quickly, once all this money is raised, what are some organizations that you then help fund? Yes. Thank you for mentioning that because that really truly is our immediate local impact here. So our main beneficiary is Franciscan Health and Cancer Center. And what they provide and what that money provides is assistance with a program called Moving Beyond. And it is exactly that. It is moving beyond for cancer survivors and their families to go through classes um, to learn next steps. What does next steps look like? Anything from nutrition to exercise to intimacy to shopping just what is different after cancer. And this is so powerful in the fact of our mission is about survivorship and navigation, and and this is the navigation to thriving. Mm -hmm. And so it is just very um, exciting to be partnered with them in that program. When we kind of collaborated, they were close to not being able to fund that, Hmm. that program. 
And so through the funding of 24 Foundation, that has assisted in the funding of it now completely and growing it and offering it more. So that is wonderful. And to be able to know that we have that impact. The other really cool thing about that is anyone, no matter where you've been treated, no matter when you've been treated, no matter what kind of cancer can be going to that. It does not matter if you were treated in Ontario 10 years ago. If this is important to you and your caregiver and you need to utilize this, then this is a resource that you can use. So that's another thing. Please reach out to me. We want to get these resources out into the community and educate the great things going on. So that's one of the the great programs. Uh, The other program that I would love to mention is called Casting for Recovery. It is a local fly fishing organization. You Mm. say fly fishing? Well, that's very interesting, Nancy. Um, It is because, you know, for cancer, breast cancer survivors, that movement of fly fishing is recovery. And not only that, you're out into nature and you just, it's healing. It is definitely healing. The partnership that we have with Casting for Recovery is amazing. The women within Casting for Recovery and the men that volunteer with them are such big heart. It's just an amazing organization. But they really um, give back by retreats. And through our funding, they've been able to add a metastatic retreat. Um, I imagine just, we're short on time, but I would just imagine that being in a, a retreat for a period of time with people who have your specific same challenge, that that sense of belonging has to be incredibly important. Absolutely. Them. So that is a definite program that has impacted so many's lives um, in, in regards to that in our in our um, community. I, I wish we had more time. I have like a hundred more questions it's that okay. I that I want to ask you. So we're definitely going to have to have you back. But Tom Gospel of the Twenty Four Foundation, Nancy Bonfield, its regional director in Indiana. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Chris, you. it's been our pleasure. Thank you very much. And Chris, I look forward to seeing you um, either join a team or get the t-shirt thing going. Absolutely. Team Acme is waiting for your call. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Now Hear This. I am your host, Chris Bangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please contact Gabby at 317-475-7407 or via the contact page on our website. Thanks for listening and we will be back again next week with Now Hear This. Now, Libertarian podcasts are usually focused on the philosophy of libertarianism. Our podcast, Upward, Libertarian Activism, provides tips and strategies to help move more people towards the top of the diamond of the world's smallest political quiz. If you haven't taken that, go to theadvocates.org and check it out. We Are Libertarians presents training sessions and special podcasts to teach the basics of running for office, county party organization, and other forms of libertarian activism. Now, early episodes include training workshops put together by me, Chris Bangle, and the Libertarian Party of Indiana. And newer episodes are from the archives of Marshall Fritz of the Advocates for Self-Government, who was a master trainer for libertarians. So get our training manuals and the podcast at our website, upwardpoliticaltraining.com.